Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal. It's Saturday nights, bada bing, bada boo. What's going on, everybody? Man, Saturday already. Phew. Cold out there, getting cold. Tonight, we're just going to wing it. We're just going to talk about some paranormal stuff. We're going to have Scott on. We're going to have uh, uh, Chris on. Whoever else wants to chime in, tell their ghost stories. If you're out there listening, you want to call in. Tell us your uh, scariest ghost story, and hey, call in. We'll, we'll pop you on the line, and you can uh, tell everybody your story. So we got Scott on. What's up, Scott? I see you're in here. All right, John. How you doing tonight? Going on, my friend. Not much. How about you? Have a good day? Yeah, man. How was yours? You know, it was like a 50-50 day. Business was really good today. Personal, eh, you know, you take the good with the bad, and you keep on moving forward. And, you know, we're going to talk about the paranormal tonight. So, you know, they, it at least note, right? That's right, man. As long as we're talking about ghosts and all kinds of supernatural stuff, I'm good to go, man. I love this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It always, uh, it always changes, you know. It changes the mood, you know. You get something that you get excited about, and, you know, the rest, everything else kind of fades away, and you just can talk about what, you, what you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. So we got a caller. Right, what's it going? It's um, Ghost Contact Paranormal. Let me uh, let me get him in here real quick. Hey, Chris. Hey, Cassie's here too. Nice, hey, uh, Ghost. Uh, what's going on, Ghost Contact Paranormal? Hey, what's going on, man? How you this feeling? Good, good. What's the Ben? We talked earlier. Hey, Ben. What's going on, my friend? Not too much. Just checking this thing out that you have here. So it seems pretty cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. Glad you called in. Glad you called in. So uh, I see a lot of nice little uh, ghost stories to tell there. I'd like to hear some. We all would, actually. So. Oh, yeah. So what you got? 
So, um, just let me know when you're ready, and I can shoot. Yeah, go ahead, man. Shoot away. Okay. Well, um, our team is based out of uh, Lansing, Michigan. Uh, nice. In uh, 2019, right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> um, Fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it gave me a chance to, you know, uh, do some good recruiting. We got 10 people on our team. Um, oh, wow. That's a lot. Uh, investing some equipment. We have over a dozen cameras, uh, everything from the thermal imaging camera to uh, full spectrum cameras. Uh, you know, the, you know, with the whole nine yards, you know, we got uh, surveillance cameras and, uh, you know, Anything that you can use in the paranormal, we got people investing in equipment all the time. So I just got awesome. a GS2 laser grid for Christmas. I'm happy to use that on our next investigation. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet. So, but yeah, yeah, we're investing in stuff all the time and just checking out different locations in our state. We just did a, uh, last summer did something called the USS Edson. It's a naval destroyer. Um, got a lot of activity off that battleship it's in saginaw saginaw okay you're up there with uh what's that uh prozac right that uh steve shippy steve shippy yeah i've never met the guy yet but you know i'm soon i'm soon we're probably gonna cross paths at some point <laughs> are you uh far from saginaw um lansing's about an hour from saginaw so we're we're actually right in the middle of the state so we're an hour from detroit hour from you know, Grand Rapids, you know, anywhere pretty much the surrounding lower part of Michigan, we're right in the middle. Nice, nice. Seems like there's a lot of haunted stuff in Saginaw, so that might be an area you guys want to focus on up there. Yeah, there, there's books out that say, you know, and, and I kind of agree with that. They say that Saginaw is one of the most haunted cities in, uh, um, in the state. I know... We've been focusing a lot right around in the – it's kind of the central part of Michigan. It's called Eaton Rapids. I'm not too you – know how familiar you are with Michigan, but that seems nah, to be a really big hotbed for activity. So. I mean, I've passed through it. I've been to uh, – been up to uh, Canada and um, on fishing trips, but I've never uh, – I actually stopped in in, in – uh, Michigan in this bar one time I was headed up there, but uh, never did any ghost hunting up there, unfortunately. I wish I would. Yeah. The uh, Paracon in Sault Ste. Marie, that's pretty pretty epic that we went to this this uh, summer. If you ever get a chance, you should check that out. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> but, we uh, do. Uh, in Pennsylvania, we have um, they have a couple of paraconferences, and we have a uh, – what's that one in Gettysburg? Um Oh, crap. It's a battlefield yeah, bash. Yeah, the bash. yeah, they have that. Well, it's called something else. Uh, phenomenology. Yeah. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah. Yeah. They have the one phenomenology. Um, that's actually pretty interesting. I don't go to the conventions too much anymore because they kind of tell the same kind of stories I've already experienced. So it's like, you know, they're doing their speeches and I'm like, man, I've already experienced all this crap. Like, I don't, there's nothing really that they've, they've done that I haven't really done anyway. So I'm like, I don't waste my money going to it, but yeah. it's nice if you want to reach out to other paranormal groups and stuff like that, but you can do that with the web anytime you want. So like right. we're doing right now, you know, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, for going there, it's, for me, it's just about networking, like you said. And yeah. Trying to do what I can to get my, our name out there. You know, we, right now we're only at 185 subscribers on YouTube, but I got to get more content out there. You know, I'm just now learning how to do video editing and things like that, but, you know, a better package together. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to they say I used to go there a lot, but then I was like, you know, I could do a lot more networking right here on online and uh, talking with people. And actually, with the podcast thing, you know, you can meet a lot of really good people podcasting. I met Chris. I met Scott. I've, I've met you now. Um, I've met so many great people. Big Sarge, you know. So, I mean, man, the, the Internet is awesome. It's all it's all who you meet. And, I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. The, uh, the pair community is, uh, whew, I'm telling you. It can be special sometimes. So I don't even know. It's special. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> word. Perfect. <laughs> Just like, woo. Man, there are some strange characters in this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dear Josiah. Say hi. Hello, hello. Hey, oh, Deirdre's on, on. That's yes, why you're excited. Hi, Deirdre. Hi. We got, a, we got a full house tonight. Nice. Good. It was just echoey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put a set of headphones in if you're gonna um be on the like if you're plugging in talking on the show. You still have to put a head, uh, set of headphones in your Deirdre um, and her headphone drama. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we got another got guy coming in. Todd. Todd's coming into the uh, chat tonight with oh us. Oh my online. goodness! Full house. Yeah. So many people. Yeah. He's uh, at Todd's. Actually, my uh, case manager in my group, so he's gonna come on. Todd. Oh, good. Hey nice. man, what's going on? What's going on, bro? Hey, Todd. Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, that's yeah. Todd. I'm thinking Tom. That's Todd. Oh, sorry, Todd. <laughs> he's one of my investigators. <laughs> so he's not a case manager. No. no, no. But I mean, he does get cases for us. He's actually doing a got a uh, a pub we're going to be investigating. So yeah, yep. Pretty awesome. Franklin House Tavern. Yep, Franklin House. Yep. Where's that? So Ben. Uh, so Ben. Town, um, yeah, it's in Shaferstown. So, Ben, uh, what's your uh, scariest uh, thing you've had happen since you've been in paranormal investigating? Well, nothing super too much uh, yet. Um, but I tell you, the thing that turned me from, you know, when I first started, I was a skeptical believer. And when I first put our team together, and, you know, <laughs> I had this one instance where um, I just got this camera from Am. Amazon. It came in the mail. I was so excited. I had the day off. I was gonna like up in the woods. So I went out to the woods by myself with the camera and my uh, uh, EMF meter. And you know, there's this one part in the woods where I started getting hits. And I'm like, okay, this is odd. I'm in the middle of the woods. I shouldn't be getting any hits on this thing. So you know, I'm conducting you know an EVP session, trying to see if I can make contact. Uh, this woods I went out to actually had a woman murdered back in the 80s. So I wanted to see if I could make contact with um, Didn't have any personal feelings. and Nothing happened. Uh, didn't hear nothing. Didn't see nothing. I went home and I re- reviewed the evidence. And, and you know, I'm asking all these questions. And the moment I asked, is your spirit out here? A female voice came through and said, yeah. <laughs> About made me oh. fall out of my seat when I heard it. So, you know, I'm out yeah, the the, by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I got up, I was one. Uh, I started out investigating uh, Gettysburg, and um, 
I tell you, the first time I heard a voice out on the uh, battlefield, I was like, whoa, what the hell? I never expected that. And uh, I captured a voice, you know, saying, yes. Uh, I've just said, is there any soldiers left out here on the battlefield? And they just heard a voice say, yes. I was like, whoa, what the hell? And it was just me, uh, Don, and another uh, investigator. There was no one else on the battlefield. I'm like, whoa, man, that was crazy. And uh, Gettysburg's really haunted. It's got a lot of great spots that not a lot of people know about that you can go to and, uh, and capture, capture some really good stuff. I'd love to go there someday. Oh, I, I'm 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 lucky. I live like literally like 30 minutes from Gettysburg, so <laughs> I'm pretty lucky. I can go there whenever I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, I I don't scare very easy. You know, unless I have you know come face to face with a ghost, you know, I'm not going to be like jumping out of the skin very very easy. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I just got to get into something that's a little bit more haunted than what I, I've gotten into so far. So um, there was this one place uh, that was very active that I went to called the Stimson Hospital, also in Eaton Rapids. And uh, that, place is, that place is pretty crazy. I mean, it would, you know, all your batteries would drain within an hour, so you'd have to replenish your batteries. You know, camera equipment would be freezing up. You know, you'd hear banging on the walls. Yeah, like somebody's banging on the wall right there. <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty wild. Yeah, and then we hit the, this guy. He uh, brings in all this haunted stuff from all over the country. And he's kind of made it into this like weird museum sort of thing. Uh, well, the place just gets even more haunted. You know, people, hey, take our Ouija board, or here, take this haunted, you know, doll, or I got a voodoo doll you can have. And so this guy's collecting all this stuff. <laughs> wow. And, and he literally has a paranormal team there almost every other weekend. You know, and they're always catching stuff there. So uh, we have we had a uh, this doll that this guy got from, I think, over in India and gave to the guy uh, the, or the owner. And this thing actually moves. Like uh, before an investigation, a team would would put it in, in one direction. By the end of the investigation, it's facing a whole other direction. So you you intrigued, Scott. Uh, yeah, a little, yeah, things, yeah, yeah, a little, little Indian voodoo doll. That definitely intrigued by that. Yeah, so um, it, you can look that up too. It's called the Stimson Hospital. Stimson Hospital. Yep, it's in Eaton Rapids, Michigan. Nice. You guys got to get the Saginaw. I want to. I want to hear some investigating from there. I've seen a couple of Steve Shippies. Uh, uh, things with, with the hauntings and Saginaw, and I'll tell you what, some of those have been pretty, pretty interesting. Some of the evidence he's gotten um, with shadow people and uh, some of the uh, anomalies he's caught out of his shoes have been pretty amazing. If it's if it's real, you know, um, pretty yep. pretty wild. Yep, uh, you know the the after we investigated the Edson, I think his team was there like two weeks later, so. That's another place where there's like team. There's a team from Ireland that was there 
last month. So, yeah, the, it's a pretty. The USS Edson is another another big one that's got a lot of activity in it. So, nice, nice. So, um, I, I know, uh, Scott. Have you been up to uh, Scott's uh, travels around the country investigating? You've been up to uh, Michigan investigating anywhere? No, I I've never been up to Michigan. Um, I had family that's been up there, but I've never had a chance to get up there to uh, investigate anything. But ships, uh, ships are um, yeah, they're on water. They're you know just they're nothing traps energy like a ship. You know, I, I've investigated uh, the USS Salem, and that's that that place is just absolutely insane. There's a couple right here in Philadelphia. Uh, they have the submarine. You have the USS New Jersey, but right now that I don't believe they're doing any paranormal investigations. You also have the Olympia, I think, which is also right here. Um, and yeah, the Mashula. The Mashula is I, in the uh, opening scene of Godfather Part 2. Yeah, I investigated the uh, Constellation down in uh, Baltimore. The old, uh, the old uh, like, warship. That thing's old as crap. It's like a, a wooden, like, from the, I don't know how old it is. It's pretty old. I think it's pre-revolutionary war, I believe. Was there much activity on it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's on. Supposedly they had called a um, a stowaway and uh, and a deserter, and they tied them to the cannons and blew them apart. <laughs> and oh. they supposedly haunt the boat. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, that's that's pretty extreme. But uh, yeah, they supposedly allegedly they there's two spirits to haunt the uh, the boat, and I believe both of them were like actually literally tied to the cannon, and they blew them apart. And they supposedly haunt the boot. Oh, it wasn't. We, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, um, activity, but um, I'm sorry about that. I don't know why I got the mute button there. Um, but we it was a, just a ton of people that were there with uh, downtown Baltimore, and you heard a lot of outside activity. So it, it was kind of hard to get evidence, you know. Yeah, a lot of outside pollution. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like, bars yeah. and stuff like that. So they're all letting out, and it's loud. And where exactly is that? <laughs> it is right at the uh, downtown harbor. Oh, okay. Okay. The hey, Scott, harbor. Deidre, why don't you tell your story about the cat ball, in the USS Salem, since we're on ships? Yeah, go ahead. Get D. D. You can. You want to tell the story? Go ahead. Sure. So we were investigating. Um, which room was that? That was it one was, of the uh, hospital rooms, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of the hospital rooms. And we had been in there for, I would say, probably a good hour, hour and a half. And we set up um, a bunch of equipment. We set up a bunch of cat balls, different beds, trying to get some kind of activity. So we left the cat balls sitting on the one bed. The one kept going off over and over again. And I was like, well, let's see if we can get another cat ball to go off. So we ended up putting two cat balls on the same exact pillow. And the one kept going off. Every once in a while, we would get the one to go off. So we were like, well, okay, the, this isn't working. They're really not messing with it. And we asked them, if you don't like it, you know, let us know. So we were just standing there, and we were a good three feet away from the bed because they were bunk beds. And uh, the one cat ball just decided, and you could hear the what sounded like the ball being picked up and dropped back onto the pillow, and then the ball rolls down the pillow. And we caught that 
completely on video. It was absolutely amazing. It was just the two yeah. of us in the room. Phenomenal. Yeah, all caught on Facebook Live. The whole the whole night uh, of that was all on Facebook Live. It, it was it was really amazing. Um, and that's one of the that area is one of the uh, all the activity. But the fact that the one cap ball, the one cap ball next to it was going off all night, and then the one the one that we put up next to it never goes off, and then just kind of rolls off the thing. You know, you're like, all right, well, if you don't want it there, just you know, do something, and it just rolls off and lights up as it's rolling off. It's amazing. Uh, and amazing. it rolled towards you guys too. Yeah, and it had well, been it there off. for we had it there for like a good twenty minutes. Yeah. 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 And you and I, Deirdre, we were picking up on some similar stuff around that time, like with our psychic abilities and stuff. Like a little boy. There's yes. We, there was a bed. Um, so when we were standing there, when me and Scott were standing at the one bed, there was a bed back to the left in the corner. And uh, I was definitely picking up some chest pains, um, and some arm pain. And we we were both picking up a lot of stuff back and forth, and I would say, "Hey, I'm feeling this headache. Come on!" And the next thing I know, Scott's like, "Christy just said the same thing." <laughs> and that's an advantage of you not being able to see the chat screen. We can't influence yeah. each other with what we're thinking because I'm at home on the chat and you're there in person. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm doing the Facebook Live, so I'm I'm reading all the comments and everything. Not and, out loud. Uh, yeah, so she would not have out way loud, of doing right. I said that and vice versa. You know, so it, yeah. it kind of works out cool because we get the same stuff a lot. Yeah, and that was on two different Facebook Lives because I was on my Facebook Live and he was on his. And Christy's not wasn't it wasn't following my Facebook at the time. So I would have had no idea what in the world she was saying. Yeah, I was typing onto the one Scott was on, not yours. Yeah. But yeah, that ship was a cool all together. I think that was pretty compelling. Yeah. Well, yeah, there that, was, that was a very cool. All three of us had experienced that together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what about the time we were downstairs before we even went live? And we were down in the bottom. Oh, my God. When we went where – well, we, we did a two-night investigation there. So I actually got to sleep on the ship for two nights, uh, which was an amazing thing. So we were going down to the quarters, and I was showing D like where we were sleeping. And we go into one of the room, and we heard something over the intercom. And we both looked at each other, and we were like, what was that? And then we went and we spoke to the guy who runs the ship. And he said, yeah, he says, none of the intercoms work. You wouldn't have heard anything down there or anything. But we both heard the uh, the somebody talk through an intercom uh, at the same we, – we, it was just incredible. <laughs> it was yeah, it was – It came out what, of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> but what attracted wow. us to the room was the flash that oh, came out of that right. room. That's and then right. We went, and we went into the room and we just stood there – and we were we started asking questions, and all you heard was this intercom, and it was like, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> I completely uh, forgot out about the flash. I completely yeah. forgot. Uh, about the flash. I want to hear that again. <laughs> Just watch my lives; you'll hear me say it a lot. So <laughs> Oh Lord! But that night was that night was super active. I was actually up on the ship by myself and uh, caught voices. I was alone outside, and I caught a whisper there too. 
Right. Yeah. And yeah. It, that that ship is, is so incredible. It really is. I and if for anybody, can't wait to go back. And if anybody doesn't know who D is, uh, I'm just going to you know like D doesn't want to brag about herself, but she works and is one of the house investigators at Penhurst uh, Asylum. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have a question for you guys, actually. What's you guys that? Talk, you guys are talking about a flash on the ship. Um, what color was that flash? I saw blue. Wow. Because we, we caught a blue flash on the USS Edson in one of the rooms that nobody was in. Oh, wow. And wow. I got it on video. <laughs> No, that's, that's the cool. unfortunate we, part. We didn't have any video running we, at the time. Yeah, we were just kind of like I was just showing her around like different parts of the ship and where like we were sleeping then. Because I was actually had the whole time I had my dog with us too. Uh, mm-hmm. My dog investigates with us a lot, and Sudar was with us the whole time as well. That's weird because uh, uh, when we were at Fort Mifflin, Carl caught a blue light too in a room and illuminated the uh, room. It's pretty wild. That's, that's yeah, they, I. I just caught a um, when I was investigating the Gothic uh, church or the Gothic hanging prison down in um, Louisiana. Um, I caught it at the top of the the uh, what is it where they put the you know the noose around the person and then drop Gallow. it. Uh, the gallows, right at the gallows. I caught um, a blue, just a blue thing there. And then in the next photograph, I saw it, and the person who was with me was looking over my shoulder. She saw it at the same time, and then I took two more photographs immediately after, and it wasn't there. But I don't know. Is is blue something? Is the blue color? Is that something with some kind of energy? Is it a positive energy? Is it a negative energy? I mean, don't know. Good question. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is when energy is uh, – the only way you're really going to know is if you're able to isolate it and test what it is, but you don't ever know when it's going to appear or right. when it's going to happen to try to run, run a meter near it to find out what it even is. You know, so that's, that's the hard part about what we do is, <laughs> is trying it's to isolate down. the phenomena. You know what I mean? Is if you could isolate the phenomena and test it, it would be great. You know? Like, so like Ghostbusters, if you could trap it into something and be able to test it, that would be awesome, but we can't do that's it. What, that's what I'm kind of interested in next week when you have uh, when when you have your friend Dr. Taft. Um, yeah, he's supposed to come on Thursday, but he's got man, he's got like a really ancient ass phone, and uh, <laughs> I think it's like a flip phone, and he doesn't even have a smartphone. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't get you on with a smartphone. I gotta, you gotta have a smartphone, man, not a flip phone, Dr. Taft. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully he gets on, but I'd love to know what the color of the energy that he saw during um, those entity days. It was green. He said it was green? Yeah, it was plasma. He said it was like a green plasma. And plasma is like the fourth state of matter. He said basically it, it was like the fourth state of matter. It was like plasma, like green okay. plasma. Yeah. And the balls of light that they seen were, they would, they, what they did was they put black, they blacked out the room with uh, the wind. They blacked out the windows and uh, they put uh, tape on the wall to try to measure the distance that these lights were traveling. So when they took pictures, they could, they could map out these sections of the wall where, where the, you know, where the tape was and where this thing was traveling along and they could see how fast it was moving because they couldn't uh, get it on shutter speed of how fast it was moving. But it's interesting. uh, The phenomena that happened in that house with uh, Doris Byler, the entity cases, uh, 
one of the most fascinating cases that it's really not really talked about a whole lot. And uh, yeah, hopefully he can get that figured out and get, <laughs> get, yeah, him, get him on the I, If not, I'm going to have to do like some kind of recording and uh, just talk to him over the phone regularly and then put the recording on. But I'd like to do it live so people can ask him some questions. Um, uh, I was bummed. He's like, I don't, I don't have uh, the technology maybe I, that I need. <laughs> I maybe I got to drive out to California. <laughs> I know, right? He's uh, he hasn't been doing too good health wise, so I think uh, he's. I don't know. He's he was living out in the desert somewhere, but now I think he's moved. But uh, he's uh, he hasn't been doing very well health wise. I want to get him on here because uh, you never know, man. When he's gone, he's like one of the last true pioneers of paranormal investigating you know so uh when he's if he something happens to him um that era is kind of gone you know what i mean ed and lorraine lauren ed and lorraine warren are gone uh he's in his 70s late 70s so i mean wow you know where where are we going to go from here i mean we're kind of at a stalemate right now with uh technology with with uh this paranormal stuff you know i think we are we haven't really gained anything or, or lost anything in the last 20 years, but we're, we're really not gaining anywhere. To be honest, we haven't, we what, what, what else have we, we have what? <laughs> we got, yeah, we, we have cat balls. <laughs> yeah, we got like cat balls, right? <laughs> hey, I think cat are amazing. That sounds so weird <laughs> saying that. We got cat balls, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have been oh, sitting Lord. on the desk tonight. We've had, I've had just a kind of crazy day with, activity and stuff just i don't know more psychic stuff than ghosts but so i put one on the desk see if anything goes off tonight i'll let you say hey, todd you out there yeah i'm here hey uh in the, in, the, in our last investigation you guys had some of the the uh cat balls go off too right yeah we had it sitting uh up in the upstairs bedroom on uh the one stairway that goes up to like a like not a crawl space, but like a storage area. And every once in a while, it would just go off. But there, that, that's about the only thing paranormal that I captured uh, the whole night. But yeah, it was pretty neat. It was just, uh, you know, we were sitting there in complete darkness, and then you just see this blue and red flashing, and like, whoa, whoa, what was that? What was that? It's, it's pretty wild. Uh, but we have nothing to back it up. What made it do that? Could have been a malfunction in a ball, but you don't know. That's, yeah, any, just, that's the thing you just never know. Yeah, yeah any uh, you didn't get any kind of voices or anything in the EVPs or anything like that. No, I've I've reviewed pretty much all of it and I haven't gotten anything. Wow, that sucks. I thought you might have a lot of activity with the sun being there, but the sun's kind of uh, autistic, so yeah, I thought maybe you know it would increase the uh, yes. paranormal activity, but yeah. damn, it sucks. <clears throat> It sucks because that's a good – I'm telling you what, that area, that whole area back there is pretty, pretty haunted. I mean, there's a lot of Native American stuff back there. and they, I tell, I've investigated like two houses back in that location, and um, each one of them I investigated. I came out with a lot of pretty good stuff when I investigated them. Uh, that was probably 12, 12, 15 years ago, but, man, it, it was interesting. One, one was really cool. Um, the people owned a wolf. They had actually owned a wolf, a black wolf, and uh, <laughs> I never, I didn't tell anybody that uh, that they owned a wolf. He was the, the wolf had passed away, but uh, I didn't tell any of the investigators that there was a wolf. 
and uh, that they owned a wolf. And we were investigating, and one of the investigators was like, whoa, what the hell, man? I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I don't know, I mean, something that's like rubbed up against my leg, like a big-ass dog or something. He's like, I don't know what the hell that was, man. That was weird. I'm like, <laughs> I said, dude, they used to own a wolf. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, dude, they had a wolf. He goes, dude, it was a big, it felt like a big-ass German Shepherd or something rubbed up against me. I was like, yeah, that was a wolf. A giant ghost wolf. Ghost wow. Yeah, that's fun. You might be able to. <laughs> yeah. Anybody got anything they want to talk about or story-wise? Anybody got any good stories? I know I'm, I'm going to be uh, actually driving over near your guys' area in May. Um, we're actually doing our first out-of-state investigation over to the Greystone Manor that's in Gasport, New York. Um, so oh, wow. Excited about that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, finally trying to get out of Michigan for a little bit. Do a couple That's of a nice little drive for you, huh? Uh, it's about eight hours, yeah. So it'll be, <laughs> it'll be pretty much half a day drive at least. So we'll get up about six, meet up with the team, head out about eight. We're going to probably go down and around Ohio and all that stuff. Um, meet up somewhere and at one of those service centers in Ohio and then make the trip to Pennsylvania. So, yeah, we're excited. We're, it's our first out-of-state investigation. I heard that place is very active. So, Nice, nice. I know I've been up to, as far as Ohio, uh, investigating uh, northwise and uh, southernly-wise, I've been as far as North Carolina investigating residential homes. Um, and each one of them was pretty different. Um the one in North Carolina was really, really strange. That's that's one of the only cases I think I've ever been in where it felt like um, now these people were experiencing a lot of stuff, a lot of negative stuff, being scratched and things like that. So, I was, you know, yeah, we'll come down. We'll check it out. And uh, I was in the bedroom with uh, another investigator. I was sitting on the bed, and it felt like uh, bugs were crawling on me, like all over my hand. And... Uh, I'm like, dude, I said, I think there's bugs all in this bed, man. I, I got up, and I'm like, shine a light on my hand, man. He shines a light on my hand, and I'm like, there's no bugs. But I can still feel it crawling on me, and I'm like, this is really weird. And, uh, yeah, it, it was totally weird. I felt like there was bugs, like, crawling all over me. I think it was some kind of static energy or something that was happening, but it felt like bugs. And uh, I had said something to the, uh, the owner, and I said, I got a really weird feeling in your room uh, that, like, there was bugs crawling on me. She goes, man, we, she said, I'm so glad you said that because uh, we were having the same problem. We thought there was bugs in our bed and uh, we would check the bed. It'd be nothing. We thought we were having some kind of skin condition. We went to the doctors and we could never find anything out. I'm like, yeah, you have something paranormal going on in your bedroom. That's what the hell you got going on. Cause uh, I can't explain uh, these Things that feel like there's something crawling all over you. And do they have any like, do they have any like junction boxes or electrical boxes or, or anywhere around that bedroom? No, no, just regular outlets. And they and they didn't even have any high EMF on them. I thought they would be like paid through the roof because they had one That's right next to their like bed. That. Yeah, I th- I thought that you know they had a socket literally right next to the bed by the pillow. Right, and I'm like, oh, this thing's probably bleeding out. So I, I put a, um, a milligrams meter up to it and. Uh, Nothing. I even put the tri-field up next to it and checked different uh, different gauges with the tri-field, and 
It was nothing. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, did, I don't get it. What, what is this weird feeling? Now, that's a pretty intense feeling, but was was, there, was that accompanied with any other activity that they were experiencing, or was it just that? Yeah, they were hearing uh, voices, voices, and uh, they would feel like someone sitting on the bed, holding them yeah. in the bed, like holding them down. Oh, they were having a, all kinds of experiences um, that were – I tell you, it was it was a weird place. I had um, I had a really weird guy in my group at that time, and <laughs> I hate to say it, but he was he was a weird some bitch. But uh, um, we're we're in the investigation, and we're in the attic, and he's like, I hear all this heavy breathing. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like it's in the dark, you know. What I mean, I don't see anything. I'm like, we're in a heavy ass breathing. And he's like, I am. I'm like, look, man. This ain't a goddamn episode of Ghost Adventures. Cut that shit out. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm having. Oh, there's something here that's negative. I'm like, dude, cut it out, man. Like, I'm not feeling any of that crap. Stop that now, because you're embarrassing me. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't Ghost Adventures, bro. Stop it. And I want to have to get rid of the guy. I'm like, dude, you're you're out there a little bit, man. Like, I I I, I just couldn't deal with it. I was like, you got to go, man. I can't handle it. <laughs> He's like, you're firing me. I was like, yes. <coughs> that is that is affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> that is affirmative, sir. You are gone. Yeah, oh, I've, I've had my fair share of that too. You know, um, oh, I had one guy who's like, he he called himself a, a, a spiritual something or other, and he could talk to spirits in different realms and all this sort of. Stuff. I'm just like, they're all in a uh, different room. And, you know, <laughs> he, he says he's, he claims he's from a different planet. So, <laughs> oh, God. He's from Beta Reticular, whatever that is, Zeta Reticular, <laughs> the planet with the aliens on it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm from Pluto. <laughs> as long as you're not from somebody's anus or something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Uranus. No, you're not. <laughs> not from mine. <laughs> oh, God. oh, I love it. I love this stuff. It never gets old. <laughs> the, the only time I ever had to get somebody or cancel or let somebody go from our team is when they dropped one of our three hundred dollar cameras and broke it. Oh, I've had that plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the ghosts do it for you. Yeah, sometimes it will. Yeah, and it, generally I let people slide once, but it was his first time investigating with us, and then he didn't stick with the group like he was supposed to, and wanted off, and then come back and broke the camera. I'm like, there's a whole combination of things, and I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't have you do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've gone as far as heard people like talking about other people, one of the recorders, uh, about other members, and I'm like, you dumbasses do realize I have recorders like in every room. <laughs> oh, you don't even need recorders. People do it on Facebook Live and don't realize how good the microphones are. But these idiots are out on bashing other people and me yeah, everybody like, say it, and they don't understand why. Well, what do you mean you heard this and you heard that? Yeah, it's it's insane. I'm just like, you doesn't take brains to try to talk to the dead. No, if you have enough yeah. equipment to detect a ghost fart across the room, you might want to watch what you say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
when you can hear your lower intestines moving around on a recorder, you might you might not want to even be whispering. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear my lunch like digesting down in my stomach from my recorder. You might not want to even go, I don't like this guy. You know? I thought at our last investigation, at our last investigation, I had like, like I was getting over a sinus infection. I had this whistle out of my nose and oh, I was no. plugged in and that's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't nothing, dude. When we were at Marietta, me and Nick were in a room writing up. At, for some reason, my stomach was doing all kinds of crazy shit, right? And I'm like, I kept hearing this. I'm like, man, you hear growling? Nick, I'm like, I'm like, did you hear growling? He goes, ain't that your stomach? I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, I couldn't feel it, but I could hear it, right? And he's like, I did hear it again. I was like, dude, what the hell is that? Like, we're looking all around the room, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I put the recorder in my stomach. I'm like, dude, that's my stomach. What a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nick laughed for like a half an hour. I was like, that was the dumbest shit I ever did right there. What the hell? I tell people at Penhurst all the time when we're down in the tunnels that their stomachs is the most loud thing you will hear in the dark. Oh, yeah. I tell them Please all the time. Noise. And they're like, everybody's like, oh, my God, that was a growl. I was like, no, Tommy's stomach just growled. <laughs> be like, did you guys eat before you came or did you just show up at Penhurst and be like hey I'm not going to eat at all today so I'm just going to sit here in the dark and then be like oh my god did you hear that and be like no dude that was your stomach <laughs> I always got demons following me I don't know what it is <laughs> oh Scott I'm pretty sure you do <laughs> I, I, I worked with a, a couple of psychics in the past, and I was just being a smart ass with one. She goes, Do you protect yourself, John? I was like, well, What do you mean, with condoms? She's like, oh, No, not with condoms. <laughs> I said, Yeah, I protect myself. <laughs> she gave me the dirtiest look. She goes, No, not with condoms. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I'll say I don't protect myself. <laughs> I, you know, but that's I, that's a very common question that you know from people who are in the paranormal and people who aren't in the paranormal. I get that ask a lot. Like, do you what do you do to protect yourself before you go into this? Because a lot of the locations, I like to go in by myself. I'll spend the whole night in the place by myself. And, yeah, um, sometimes I don't, I don't do, do anything. I don't, you no. know, if, if I, I, you know, if, when I'm done, maybe a little, you know, Palo Santo wood and <coughs> some Florida wood or something, but. I don't say any <laughs> prayers or, and there's just. No, just I used to, you know, I used to, um, I used to wear my St. Michael's medals and all that stuff, but you know, it, I still had something wind up following me home. So I was like, well, what's the sense of wearing it if they're gonna follow me home? So what the hell, you know? Yeah, I still wear it once in a while if I don't, if I get an uneasy, uh, uneasy feeling, you know. I don't do much of anything. I say hello. I go with in, in with respect. I say goodbye. That's pretty much all I do. Yeah, I mean, on the plus side, if they follow you home, you can always investigate at home. Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Investigating at home is not as fun. I mean, I have taken plenty of things home with me. I have laid in my bed to hear somebody screaming at me to open my fucking eyes. I refuse to. I tell them go back to where you came from so I can go back to sleep. It's not fun taking stuff home. <laughs> yeah, and that's also why I'm glad I'm not a psychic. It's not fun. Yeah. 
I love I've how actually, you come and scream in your face when you're trying to fall asleep. I've actually. No, this was at three o'clock in the morning, Christy. I'm laying in my bed, and of course, you know, I always wake up at three o'clock in the morning because you know why not? The and devil's just, hour. It's witch's <laughs> hour. So I'm just laying there, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm hearing wake up. Wake up, and then all of a sudden, wake the fuck up and look at me, and I'm like, no, <laughs> go home. <laughs> you don't belong here. Your ass kicked out of my house so fast. You don't mess with my <laughs> <laughs> Please This is my house. What are you doing? <laughs> I actually brought something home with me from investigation once, and it proceeded to pin me to the bed. Oh. But I. Uh, I ended up gathering up the strength to flip it off, and then it left, leaves it, it left me alone after that. Yeah, you got lucky. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever really brought anything home. I had stuff that has like when I kind of revisit, like I have an attachment to certain locations, but like I don't really think that I've ever brought anything home where I've experienced anything the day, two or three or four days after. I have capos in my back room that, you know, had to go off here and then. But like you said, like uh, like it was a Todd said, like you, you don't know if it's going off or it's a malfunction. I also realize that they're also sound sensitive. I can be across the room. If I clap my hands real hard, vibrations from the clap will set the capos off. So, I mean, I've done a bunch of different kind of like experiments to try to see what's going on with the, the clap holes. Even loud yells will set off the, uh, the cap holes. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, you, you got to, you know, but when it's quiet and nothing's going on and you're just relaxing and it starts going off and nothing was there, no vibration to of, you know, voice sound or anything like that. Um, yeah, that, that could be that there's a little something. But the other day, I never had, I don't have anything in my bedroom. It's like, you know, that's my bedroom. And uh, I had a. I have a couple of voodoo dolls like hanging up on my, my wall and everything. And uh, I forgot to put a cap ball down by the ground and I'm just lying in bed. And one of the cap balls on the ground started going off out of nowhere. I think it was like around two in the morning. Like I said, I don't normally have that stuff in my room and that little freaked me out. <laughs> that freaked me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, where are these lights coming from and what's going on? Because I don't have anything in my bedroom. Is it like if something's in there, I don't really necessarily want to know that it's in there. Like this is my bedroom. Like, go hang out in the back room, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll deal later. You know, we'll talk later. Um, that that just freaked me out a little bit there. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's definitely. I've had uh... in your house. <laughs> that's one thing. You can be anywhere else in my house, just not my room. Yeah, anywhere. But not being a psychic, I don't deal with what Dee and Chrissy does. Like I don't. Like I've never experienced anything in my face yelling and screaming at me. I, that, that's that's got to be <clears throat> my God, your heart attack. I think I hate it most when they yell and scream at 2, 3 in the morning. You can yell and scream in my face all day, but if I'm asleep, leave me alone. Like, you know what it's time to talk. But I'm not taking you home at 3 o'clock in the morning because you decided to follow me home. So Penhurst has new uh, new owners now, don't they? Yes. Yeah, I remember when I went there years ago, I, I've been there quite a few times, but... Uh, when I went there, Tim Smith was running it. I don't know whatever happened with Tim and uh, the Penhurst uh, Paranormal Society. I think that's what it was. I think they were called Penhurst Paranormal Society, I believe. Yeah. Uh, those guys yeah. were running that for a long time, I believe. Yeah. Um, Jenny Lynn 
she's one of the investigators. She's the only one left from that. Um, oh, I remember her. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. new group. She does the lives with me um, on Thursday nights. We do Facebook Live from Penhurst where we're alone in a building. It's phenomenal. I freaking love it. Oh, nice. It's one of my favorite things to do is go in there and be like, hey, guys, I'm back. Um, yeah, I, I remember going into Donovan, and uh, Donovan was cool. We had a lot of stuff happening in Donovan. Um, Devin. Uh, Devin, yeah. Sorry, Devin. <laughs> Donovan. Oh, my God. Devin, yeah. Um, Devin is my favorite building. I cannot be in the basement, though. They're, yeah, that, that's where we had a lot of stuff happen was in the basement. I was like, wow, this place is cool as I can work. There are certain spirits that don't let me. Like, I can go down to the basement, but there's areas that I can't go down because that is their private area. And it's, I respect the spirits like they respect me. This is my home. Mm -hmm. This is where I want you. This is where I don't want you. So you have to respect the spirits the same way that you would want respect in your own home. So that's how I treat them. Are they um, are they tearing down the hospital? Um, the hospital actually, due to a snowstorm, went down on its own, the, the, um, the front of the hospital. That went down in, sorry, excuse me. Oh. Um, in 2016, part of the hospital fell. So some of the hospital is coming down. Some of the hospital will be open for investigation. So Scott, yes, this is the time to come. Okay. Um, let me know. <laughs> yes. Let me as know soon as, as soon as I'm like, as soon as we're done cleaning that, hopefully fingers crossed, we will be opening that up for investigations. Myself. I want to get into Quaker. Scott, you want to go in there? Trust me. You want to go in there. But yes, um, I heard there's something, uh, I heard there was something negative in Quaker. There, okay. So everybody's always asking, is there negative negative energy in Penhurst? Blah, blah, blah. Fuck yes. Well, of uh, course. I mean, things, that place was freaking crazy in there. Yeah, bad things happen at Penhurst, which brought bad energy. Is it all bad? No. There are super friendly children, adults. Um, yeah, I've heard Scott, you've before. spoken to William himself. Um, he's our third floor Mayflower spirit. One of the most yes. friendly spirits you can find. Yep, um, I've heard him up there too, quite a few times. He he loves company. He shows himself. He's our cap ball player. But if he doesn't want you down in his area, he won't let you down there. We heard a voice. Um, I, you know, I was capturing a, a man's voice up there saying mm -hmm. Henry. Like I called it multiple times saying Henry. I don't know if that's any. It had to have been someone that was there. Yes. Uh, I was catching it all through the third floor up there. Mm -hmm. Henry's yep, up there. Henry. Yep. Oh, uh, you do know Henry. They, they, you've heard Henry? I do. Yes. Ah, wow. Great. That's awesome because with the other uh, team that was there, the uh, Penhurst Paranormal uh, group that was there before, they were like, no, we're somebody, the king or something in the basement of uh, the Mayflower or something. Oh. Like, Everybody believes yeah. he's a demonic spirit. No, he is not. No, he's he is a very old. He's a, he's a, he's a little old guy. <laughs> so, all he was himself. like a child molester and I've yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff about this guy, the king or whatever. Yeah, king. Um, Don't believe everything you hear. Uh, I did hear Henry quite a few times in there. Yeah, so King is this frail old man who used to work in the boiler room. He does not like people in his room. So, as Christy can probably tell you, spirits like to show themselves how they want to be seen. So, if a spirit wants to be seen as a seven-foot-tall 
big black thing. That's what they're going to show themselves at. You have to get to know the spirits. That's why I tell everybody, respect them. They'll show themselves to you. It's true. Now, what about the guy? I don't know which time it was. There was a guy in one of the tunnels, and all I kept getting was, like, keychain jingling of keys and stuff. And I was like, this guy just doesn't seem that nice. Oh, yeah, we don't, he, uh, okay, so I have been spirit jumped numerous amounts of times in Penhurst. <laughs> um, Scott actually dragged me out I of was... the Devon building once <laughs> yeah. because I passed out. Um, in the Rockwell Tunnel during one of mine and Jenny's lives, I got I spirit I jumped. One, right? No, I'm not sure you did. Okay. It was one recent um, something happened. Yeah, so Jenny was using her SLS, and you can see a spirit trying to pull me away from something. Shortly after that, I was spirit jumped. There is not a very nice gentleman in the Rockwell Tunnel, <clears throat> and he does not like me. He gets in my face and screams at me. And, of course, I let my guard down because there were numerous people in the tunnel at the time. You have to so, yeah, I am plugged in. Right? I might be a little too loud. Yeah. There we go. That works. I don't know what happened. Um, so it was me and Jenny down in the tunnels. And we were asking them, and of course, Jenny gets a little more aggressive than I do. She's not as nice as I am. So um, we had asked the spirits to show themselves, and she was like, something's pulling on your arm. And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know what it is. We're just going to let it go. And then I blacked out. Uh, apparently, I was caught on video. Um, my eyes changed. My face changed. And... Like, they had to put crystals on me and pull whatever it was. It was four people came running down into the tunnels to find out what was going on. Like, security came in to find out if I was okay. Uh, it was brutal. It was probably one of the... Because hmm? I asked what happened. I think, yeah, I think I was watching. I didn't. might not have seen that part, but I remember asking the next day, like, how it went. You're like, oh, God, listen to this. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. The The taste in my mouth was just, it was bad. It was, I, I, I don't ever want to be spirit jumped again um, because of that experience. The one that I had been, I'd been spirit jumped approximately four times. Three of the times were in Devon. One of the times Scott was there. Actually, two of the times I think, Scott, you were there. So do you think it was the guy that I picked up on with the keys that did it? Was he like oh yeah, definitely. Like, who is this guy? So I can actually tell you his name because he's given me his name, and he is actually a minion. Oh, um, I don't like those. Yeah, so that's why I don't like saying his name. Um, I, I do know, know who that's he is. Well, what's a minion? Um, so we have some darker spirits, obviously, at Penhurst, and this one is like the guy who goes out and he jumps into people and brings him back brings people back and like does little attachments okay so these are the spirits that will follow you home and and like pick and choose things and 
and bring your energy down and bring you so far down. It'll give you depression. It'll make you sad. It'll make you suicidal. Minions suck. I hate them. Um, hmm, that's different. I never knew that. Yeah. So he will. He he's one of the ones that will make you sad enough and make you hurt enough to cause harm to yourself or others. <coughs> so, so I, I got a little. I got a little theory. Things. I got a little theory, just a little theory. I don't know, but some locations, uh, people run into these things that are invisible, right? So you can't see them, but it feels like there's something physical there. Um, it actually happened in the entity case where they were, you know, the son was going down the hallway and he runs into something invisible, like there's a person there but there's no one there. But could these things not be a ghost? Could it be someone cloaked? You know what I mean? Is it, who knows? You know what I mean? Could it be something that the government is hiding that maybe we're, we're cloaking individuals for military purposes and they're planting people in houses to see if it's, you know, oh, no, the government pick is up on the ghost hunters. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know what? If uh, Check this out. There's a show. There's a documentary called... Um, uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, the Gray or something like that? Or, uh, about Alex? First it was, it not, it's about ghosts, but it come, it's the, the first episode was called um, Mr. Uh, Sir No-Face, right? So they go to this... These Australian paranormal investigators, they go, they get invited by the government to investigate these properties on an island. Okay. So they go to this island and they're having huge amounts of, of, of paranormal activity. Lights flashing on and off. I mean, voices, all kinds of all kinds of typical paranormal stuff. Uh, but they set cameras up in these locations and they capture a full-bodied apparition of this thing. It doesn't have a face. It's featureless, but they catch it. And uh, it's it's on Netflix and stuff like that. It's called uh, Sir No Face, and then it's called uh, The the Gray or something like that is the second one. Uh, I think Chad Kallick directed it uh, from um, – he was on – that was that show with uh, Ryan Buell that they had, Penn, Penn – what the hell was it? The Penn State uh, uh, Penn State Paranormal, Paranormal Research or whatever yeah. it was. Oh, okay. yeah, he was he was on that show with them, but he he got involved with these people and uh, they thought they had captured a full bodied apparition, this a ghost. They they thought it was a ghost, but after people started watching it and they started watching it, they thought maybe this thing isn't a ghost, maybe it's an alien, and uh, the government all of a sudden kicked the paranormal group off the island. They're no longer allowed to investigate the island. They were paying these paranormal investigators to investigate the island. They were paying them. And all of a sudden, they stopped paying them, kicked them off the island after they started producing this evidence and showed people that there's this thing on the island. So, so after that, you know, Chad starts making these documentaries, these two documentaries. Now, they're getting these weird men in black following them around, 
everywhere they go showing up, these guys are showing up places. And all of a, now they're thinking that maybe this is something that's not a ghost. It's, it's an alien or something produced by the government, maybe like uh, AI or something like that, like artificial intelligence. And they're testing it out. And they were testing that with these investigators just to see what they, what these things could do. It's a, it's an interesting uh, documentary if you ever watch it. It's it's pretty cool actually. It definitely sounds interesting. Yeah, it I mean, is. I, I mean, I you saw, see the video and you're like, "What the hell is that?" You know what I mean? It doesn't I, look I like a video, ghost. But... I saw a video from the uh, basement of the Conjuring House while there was a team investigating there. There was somebody right there, and in the basement, there's a small alcove. Um, in, in it right before you get into the well room, you have like an alcove room, and then. Uh, the well room with the well and that's where um but anyway so uh one of the investigators was leaning up against the wall and out from the alcove in complete darkness and you can see the investigator react to it there's just like this gray thing that kind of just like sticks out now my first thought when i saw that video was that's that's an alley that wasn't a ghost that was that was an alley and i know on the property of the house. Um, there's a lot of UFO activity overhead, so that's yeah. not a real crazy theory. If you, you know, like I like they say, if you're going to believe in paranormal, you also got to believe in aliens. And I believe in aliens more than the paranormal because, like, I, I just can't wrap my head around that we're the only living species out. Exactly, me either. Universe. Oh, I definitely not. Right, so we don't even know how big the universe is. We have no idea. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're sending out this we, big, uh, this big telescope now. That's where we're going to be able to tell the the Big Bang theory and uh, right, how the yeah. universe was created. Bullshit! You're never going to be. There's no way they're going to be able to figure out how old the universe is, how big it is. It's right, what's, yeah. what's this going to be a stop sign at the end of the universe? Yeah, the end of the universe stops here. Big red sign, right? Come on, it's going to be Futurama <laughs> in real life. There's, there's yeah, there's but a big guys, ass stop sign at the end. You could do a whole episode, you could do a whole, uh, you know, podcast uh, on just like, you know, the same, you know, hieroglyphics and statues that are in, you know, Guatemala are also in India and China. Yeah, I mean, the, the same older people tech- holding the same bag, you know, with hoses coming out of it, they all look the same, they're all, they're all their hands are positioned the same way. I mean, yeah, I mean, time it's, when people couldn't travel to those other locations exactly. and exchange. Stories. I mean, I mean, look at some of the stuff that they built back then. We can't even do it now with the technology we have now. The, these the stones that were cut in with uh, all these right angles and stuff like that. They had they had professional stone cutters that said we can't even do that with the technology we have now. How in the hell did they do it back then? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's amazing. You know, that's because Earth is not on its first life. It's probably Hell on its like no. fifth or sixth. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, I was reading something that uh, scientists did have found out that we are an alien race. We're oh, yeah. uh, we all have the same DNA. <laughs> we we all have the same. But we DNA. are it's... Earthlings, damn it! Nobody's yeah. going to tell us anything yeah. different. I am not no. an Earthling. I am a Plutonian. <laughs> I have told you this before. <laughs> 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 it's amazing that we, we we label other things aliens but get offended when we label ourselves aliens 
Yeah, I mean. You were like the equivalent of single cell organisms to other planets, I'm sure. They're like, oh, look at them. Aren't they cute? And they tap on the glass. <laughs> we're not evolved yet. We're not. Like, what's that sound? That's what that noise is in the middle in the middle of the night when you're like, can you knock three times? It's actually aliens knocking on our glass. Who the hell knows? You know what I mean? Like, this stuff's a total enigma. To be honest, it really is. It's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. It really is. I mean, the more you just the more you start going down a rabbit hole with the paranormal stuff, you have more questions than answers. You really, really do. Uh, now, what's oh, the deal? I love being the, paranormal. Uh, somebody recently has I've seen it a few times been brought up about the connection between people with what is it negative blood types or specifically O negative blood types? Rh negative. Rh is he So what's aliens? Supposedly <laughs> Rh negative uh, people have Rh negative blood are like an alien race. I said, well, my mother is definitely an alien. <laughs> My mother was definitely an alien, so she's crazy as I don't know what. <laughs> God, I was like, well, I don't have orange negative blood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my mother has orange negative blood. We're all aliens. Yeah, these kids nowadays are definitely freaking aliens. They're in outer space all day long. They're, they're, they're a strange of breed of our uh, kids. She's listening. <laughs> I was at uh, Texas Roadhouse tonight for dinner, and uh, one of the the bus boys he spilled the glass that he was picking up, and he went back and grabbed the mop. Mop. Then he had no idea how to operate the mop. Oh, That's insane. <laughs> Are you serious? It hurt me. It, it hurt oh me God. watching him. It, I couldn't even describe how it was. He had one finger down the, the, the pole, and then he was. He wasn't using the fan of the mop to mop it up. He was just using where the where the where the bulk of the mop head meets the stick. He was oh, using Jesus that part Christ. to mop. Oh my god! Did you want to pick up the mop up. and smack this kid in the face with it? Because that's just what I want to yes. do right now. Yes, it was incredible. It, it was painful to watch. <laughs> Give him a wet mop across the face. <laughs> Stop this ain't it! You're a Swiffer. How do I use it? Oh, wow. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I'm telling you, I've seen a kid do the same thing when I was working. <laughs> I said, sweep up over here. Sweep all this up. He grabbed the broom and looked at it like it was some kind of alien technology. I'm like, like this. Because it's not a freaking Roomba. There's no remote. I can't do this. Yeah. Even an Xbox controller or a, a PlayStation controller. Yeah, right. He took a picture of it. He took a picture of it and, and texted his mom and says, How do I use this? Yeah, he Googled it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He Googled a broom. Videos. How to use a broom. How to use a rotary phone. <laughs> oh, my God. I showed my daughter one of them. She goes, What the hell is that ugly thing? I was like, That's a broom. <laughs> That's what we used to use. <laughs> you can only go as far as the cord would let you. <laughs> I said, I told my daughter, I said, look, I said, when, I said, we didn't even know anything about cell phones when we came out. I said, this, the closest thing we seen to a cell phone was on Get Smart with his goddamn shoe phone. You know what I mean? It wasn't <laughs> cell phones. I'm like, a cell phone. Then when it did come out, they were huge. Right? It was like talking Nine. to a big-ass like, military walkie-talkie. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, that's not alien technology. 
It's <laughs> not alien technology. <laughs> Trust me, America or Americans, a, a human, the human race isn't smart enough to come up with stuff like that. No, look, I mean, look how far we've advanced from, I don't know how old any of you guys are, but I'm almost 50. And uh, we've come a long way in technology. 43. You know what I mean? From when I was a kid to now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a huge jump in technology, you know. I mean, huge. I mean, I I had a freaking black and white TV. We didn't even have a VCR. (laughs) <laughs> like, like the VCR wasn't even invented, and I'm like, "What the hell, dude?" Now we got disc player. We have to, you know, we don't, even, we don't even need disc players anymore, dude. Like everything's downloaded. I was yeah. gonna say DVDs aren't even a thing anymore. Everything has to be downloaded. Yeah, yeah it's insane. Get DVDs at Walmart for five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's three for five dollars. Oh, is it three for five? Okay, it's yeah, been that long so. since I bought one. I remember when the first VCR came out. My father had to have one where right? he buys one. It's like nine hundred dollars, dude. Like <laughs> for a VCR, it's a piece of crap. <laughs> so like we thought we were hot shit, man. He had a VCR. We got a VCR, man. Putting these cheesy tapes in there and shit. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Think about it now. I'm like, wow, man. We came from the dinosaur age, dude. These kids now got all the good stuff. What makes and my dad? He was telling me in the basement he has. He has uh, nine VCRs in the basement. I'm like, what are you doing with it? Why are you saving them? What are you doing with them? Oh, you never know. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to watch a VHS again. (laughs) I like VHS. I have the original uh, Snow White with the penises on the cover. (laughs) That's probably worth I mean, the the Little Mermaid, not Snow White, the Little Mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was great. They have little penises on there. <laughs> There's like six penises in the castle. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Lord. Good God. <laughs> oh, I will have to send yep. you a photo. Have it. I have Is it penises or penis? Pen eyes. They're pen eyes. <laughs> They're penises. <laughs> There's penises <laughs> everywhere. We have that dress, man. We are oh, my God. <laughs> Look, we're all grown, right? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Oh, yeah. Not paying attention. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. <laughs> I'm physically grown. I'm mentally just a child. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm telling you what. DVDs we spent money on that we now have to buy or rent all over again on demand somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, we couldn't transfer that and like get a credit towards getting Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. No, yeah. We start all over. Same thing with CDs. I'd like to sell all that crap and get some new paranormal stuff. Look at that. <laughs> I want some more, some more new paranormal gear. Don't we all? Yes, my income tax return is going to get blown on new equipment because I need upgraded stuff in my SLS. I've got two SLSs and neither one of them want to work. Hmm. I still have have a problem with my battery dying on my Take them to Penhurst and they're like, nope. (laughs) Penhurst does not like the equipment at all. I'll tell you what, I've I've been looking online a lot and... um, I still see all the uh, people pumping out the demonic stuff. I mean, shoo, man, they're, they're lighting it up. I'm like, wow, man. Well, there's there's attention in demonic. Yeah, stuff. they, they are lighting it up. Looking, if things... you're looking to get attention, 
Sells like hotcakes. Sells like hotcakes. I'm surprised they don't sell demon lollipops or something, man. I'm telling you. Those stupid divot boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Give a demon the lollipop and they'll be happy. Unfortunately, they follow. Uh, that was one of that was like one of those like ten million Scoville unit hot peppers. Uh, it was called Satan's Toe. It was one of those. Uh, you know, instead of the hot chip, it was like a lollipop. That was just. Yeah, it's like those things. Like you can't. It's a challenge. <laughs> Hold it in your mouth for three minutes. No, I'm I brought it up to I brought it up to the Conjuring House to go head to head with uh, Corey because one of the times I was at the Conjuring House, we did the. Uh, the tube of death where we ate uh, those peanuts together that were covered in the um i don't know what kind of pepper that was one of the worst experiences of my life it just happened that it was at it was the conjuring a fun house, live but... to watch. oh it was horrible <laughs> it was horrible <laughs> first of all you're not demonic to... oh my god that, let me tell you something what, what happened to me after they see right after i ate that like you're supposed to drink milk or something to cool it i hate milk so like i just reaction just to get something it was so hot I grabbed Coke. Oh, the God. last thing you want to drink is anything. Acid on top of heat. Oh, my God. So uh, I actually. I he was, ate a hole in his stomach. Oh. Yeah, he didn't It was worse either. than any possession I could imagine. <laughs> and and like, you've already had one of those. Oh, and I was literally, oh I, was in the, um, I was in the library. And I'm just lying in the library in one of their Papazon chairs that they have. And I was fine, but if I like moved just an inch and like everything shifted in my stomach, I was just like, oh, it just started all over. John Huntington, God bless his soul, ran to the um, the store for me to get me like some Pepto Bismol. I just he drank was a, a thing smart of Pepto Bismol that night that decided not to take part in this challenge and just take you too. The only <laughs> smart one. Let's let's put oh only God, in front was... of that. <laughs> Corey couldn't even you. finish his peanuts. I ate, I ate, I think, all the peanuts. He he couldn't even finish the peanuts. It was hard. I get a kick out of watching the uh, people that say they're possessed. I, I like I go into like YouTube and I watch the videos of people saying they were possessed, and I never ever see any kind of supernatural activity going. I just see them flopping around, saying you know, dropping the f bombs and. Doing all kinds of weird shit like that, and you know, spitting. Um, yeah, I'm like, I, I've been, I've, been, I've had a couple of cases of alleged demonic possession, and uh, uh, one was interesting that I went to. Uh, it was in uh, York, PA, I believe. It was in York, yeah. And uh, this place was so bad; it was so filthy, dirty, and. Uh, it, it was it, it. The house didn't look livable, but there was people living in it, and uh, supposedly this young girl was possessed. And I talked to her for a while, and I'm like, "Well, she doesn't seem like she's possessed." I pulled out some uh, some you know religious relics and let her hold them, and she didn't have any kind of reactions to them. Figured she's gonna react to them, you know. And I'm like, "Well, she's not really having any kind of reactions to it, or you know, let her touch anointment oil and stuff like that." No kind of reactions, and uh, I'm like, I don't see any supernatural things going on here. But you know, she's like, "Well, they're like, just wait till it gets dark." I'm like, right, "Oh, this is that I am six thing, isn't it?" No, nah, this was another one. It was another one where they got to wait till it gets dark to get possessed. But, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the dark, the dark helps the possession. 
Um, Just like it helps the spirits because everybody's like, oh, you have to ghost hunt at night. No, you don't. No. You only do that just. You do that just so you can calm down when the noise activity outside. That's all. That's why we do it at night. Exactly. Just to contamination down. You know, that's the only reason I really do it at night is to keep down on the noise contamination. But I've had things happen during the day just as well as the night. It doesn't really matter. Um, Yeah. Get more activity during the day. Yeah. um, (laughs) So this girl, you know, she's she's great, and I. I haven't seen anything. As soon as it gets dark, all hell breaks loose. I mean, she's screaming, flopping around on the floor like a fish out of the fishbowl. My kid does um, the same thing. I'm like, what in the <laughs> hell? He hates that time. I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? So the uncle, he's a big fat guy like me, and the uh, the <laughs> the uh, the uh, brother, he's he's a pretty big guy, and they both dive on her. And she's laying there, I cannot breathe. I was like, I know why you can't breathe. You got this big ass on him. His big ass is on top of you. I mean, I was like, you might want to let her up, man. She's having a hard time breathing. If we let her up, she's going to she's gonna do something. I said, man, let that girl up off the floor before she dies in this house. And if she I'm floats six feet above the it. air, then we could. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I don't see any supernatural going on. They're writing, they got, they put, and you know, they put crosses on it, right? And they use freaking permanent magic marker. Crosses <laughs> all over. I'm like, that's permanent. <laughs> yeah, there's little kids there. The little kids got permanent magic marker crosses drawn all over them. I'm like, holy shit, what is this? What the hell is going on? Yeah, I'm wow. like, yeah, that's that's permanent marker. I don't think you're gonna get that off for a while. So. It comes off quite easily with uh, hand sanitizer, but oh, with alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be there a while. Gasoline works too. Yeah, yeah, well, especially when you light it. Well, Christ, I'm glad you weren't there, Todd. You gave her some advice. They probably caught her on fire with the gasoline here. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got to yeah, get rid of the demons. Light that bitch. Yeah. Put her on fire. The well, heat will get them out. Holy shit! I had a story about that gasoline getting anything off. You know, when you buy a a frying pan or whatever, you get they stick the sticker to the pan. Well, you couldn't get it off. You could you could get the paper off, but not the adhesive. I'm like, give that thing here. They were scrubbing it for a good 15, 20 minutes in the sink. I took it out to the shed, took a dab of gasoline, two seconds, just rubbed it off, and the adhesive came right off. Or lighter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you get started eating your food. Why does this taste like gas? This <laughs> <laughs> tastes like unleaded. <laughs> nah, honey, that diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this got a little wang to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. So That's what's the hot the So what's I, the scariest the, uh... thing any of you guys have ever had happen to you? The scariest thing. Think on that one. I'm not sure. Uh, I have been scared out of Penhurst one time. Once. Once. What happened? I was in the Devon building and I was by myself. I was up on the third floor. And I'm using a geoport, which is a big basically yeah. portal. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm up there. I'm communicating with some spirits. I find out that, you know, there's nurses in there and they're all talking to me. Everything's going well. Well, then everything goes silent. 
And I was like, well, what's going on? And then a gentleman comes through and his name is Will. So not to be confused with William. So I'm sitting up there and I was like, well, am I allowed to be in here? And he's like, no, get out. And I was like, well, I'm not leaving because, you know, I want to be here. This was before I was like, I'm going to respect the spirits and not be a dick. So I'm just sitting there. <laughs> and Yeah, you, you can't be a dick. Okay, just straight up be nice. That'd be funny Don't on be EVP. Yeah, that'd be funny on EVP. Going, You're being a dick. <laughs> I probably have that. <laughs> Don't be a dick, Harriet. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and... I hear this really loud bang, like an entire filing cabinet being thrown across a room. And then footsteps running directly towards me through a door that you can't open down the hall and come up behind me. And then the geoport screams, get out. And I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm out of here. I was actually never going to investigate that building ever again. (laughs) So I collected all of my stuff. I look back and I was like, I can see you. And some one of the invest one of the people that was watching the live actually took this photo of when I my flashlights up and says, I can see you, and sees a whole old man, chunky old man's face staring directly at me and she was like whatever that was was coming directly towards you as you were leaving i was like dude i don't ever want to go back in there again never again i didn't i didn't go back into devon until actually until like a month later and then i was like i'm gonna face my demons don't do that don't do that nice yeah. yeah. At first I went in and I was like, fuck you, I'm back. Arr, no, no. <laughs> I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And then I d- had to deal with, and then, you know, Scott and the group came and there was just really bad energy there. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I can't be mean. I can't, I can't be that person. I cannot at all. I'm I, you 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 have to be nice to the spirits at Penhurst or any location that you're in. So that's Absolutely. I learned that with the Absolutely. quickness. Yeah. yeah. And and some of the people that have come in that think they know everything about Penhurst that don't know a thing about Penhurst actually just make me giggle. They think they're high and mighty and they ain't squat to me. So I love what those. What do you do when you are in charge of taking a group through on a tour? And somebody's acting like that. Do you have authority to basically say you have to knock it off or get out? Or do you yes. have to deal with it? I do. Um, so Penhurst actually has a camp out. And um, during the camp out, I am the paranormal investigator, which means I actually get to do seances. Chris, I'm sorry. I do them. Well, okay. I'm nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's not fun. Um <laughs> So I get to do a seance. Well, at the end of one seance, the the spirits kept calling this one girl a fucking bitch and telling her to fuck off. Like, 
You don't Damn. get that through a geoport or you don't get that through anything because you're picking up radio waves and they're not allowed to swear on the radio. So if you're getting bitch, no. asshole, cunt, you're getting all of these words. Oh, so wicked. they were saying all of this to this one girl and I was like, you need to stop provoking. I'm asking you to do this and I'm asking you nicely. Well, the spirits were just not having it and I actually started getting angry and there was another medium in the group with her. And she was like, there's something wrong. I don't feel right. I'm about to deck this girl and I'm not a mean person. I was like, you need to chill. And so do I. Um, so I, I was like, you, I, I kept asking her, be nice, be nice, be nice. Well, I couldn't be nice to her anymore. And I was like, if you don't be nice, I'm going to deck you and throw you out this fucking window. I had had enough. Um, so during the investigations, I do have the right to tell people that they're not allowed to be in a certain building or their attitude towards the spirits is starting to cause problems and I need them to leave. I actually, fun enough, have had to kick off people because they wanted to have sex in the Mayflower building. What? <laughs> what the hell? That happens. That happens all over the place. It's oh, it is god awful. They they were hiding in a corner trying to hump. My daughters are in. I got my daughters what? there, and they're in a room right next to them. And I was like, "You need to get the fuck off my property. Get out and don't ever come back." I had to wow, kick them off property insane. because they were all but in the act on a bed from a patient. Ew. I was like, I'm not having this. So I kicked yeah. them out, and apparently they went into the woods, had a good grand old time, and then left because security caught them banging out in the woods. And I was like, I'm not having it. Not in my building. Wow, that's really disgusting. Oh, we've had people have sex in porta potties. Are you kidding me? That's embarrassing. Go get a room. Check in a room. When I went to investigate Hillview Matter, they they make an announcement. You know, they're like, "This is what you can and can't do," and they're like, "Everything's on video." And he's and they were like, "You cannot." And they were like, "Let me specify this again: you cannot have sex in this building." It's amazing <laughs> that you have to you have to make that. But you know, like, hey, I mean, I know somebody who had sex in one of the cells at Eastern State Penitentiary. And Ew, she's not even seriously. A, she's not even a paranormal investigator. She was just. Going through Eastern State Penitentiary with her boyfriend, she's like, "Hey, Christ. let's go have sex in the cell." And she told me, yeah. Like, yeah. "Oh my Classy. god, this cells yeah. are filthy, like, I can man. understand wanting to do the do. I mean, like for real, <laughs> you want to bang Look, it man, out. It's... Do do you, know? you? But like, <sighs> bang it in weird, front of man. a ghost is just can't be like, oh, let's do this in front of the spirits." <laughs> Because they yeah. can't physically do it anymore. What are they going to well, do? I mean, They're going to poke you in your asshole while your pants are down. How about that? <laughs> Get out. Especially in, especially in Eastern Penn. There was a lot of butt banging going on in there. So, you know? yeah. Okay, John, what's the setting on this podcast? Was it explicit? <laughs> or it's, not, it's not explicit tonight. But Please change well, it. Look, I, all, all I can say is, the first time I ever investigated the Myrtle's plantation, I was with my girlfriend, and we had a bedroom in in the plantation. Dude, you know, naughty! So, I mean, it's not like we were trying to like sneak and have sex, but I like think that's you know. expected if you rent a hotel room somewhere in a haunted place. Especially exactly, but place but you're not going to do an investigation, pay a hundred and twenty five dollars just 
to go have yes, sex. You, you can yes, literally, yes. but people can literally, like if you rent a hotel room, it's cheaper than going to an investigation for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, It's $125 per person, which means it's $250. Yeah. You can get a cheap yeah, hotel room for an it, hour it, for 75 bucks. Yeah, but if you think about it, like, you know, if they're go- they're investigated for the night, but, you know, like five minutes, you know, you disappear for a second and it's over and you're back investigating. If you are banging yeah. for five minutes, you've got more than a, more of a problem than having sex in front of a spirit. I'm not talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about just, you know. It's a two-pump chump. Right, yeah. But I know that there's Jesus. people going around saying, they're like, hey, I, I, I hooked up in this place or I hooked up in that place. You know, or I slept with this person in this place. In place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's – they actually have a thing that's called uh, – what the hell is it? Uh, paranormal erotica or some crazy shit like that. I'm like, what the I, hell? Uh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I've never, like, known anybody that's uh-huh. involved in it. You know, Look, I, I've, like I've said this before. You know, pornography is absolutely disgusting, and I'm just – disgusted by it but one of the porn channels that i follow they actually um they actually i can't handle you right now they actually filmed in like a scene in the valixa axe murder house and like oh my god this thing and and i and i'll tell you i've investigated the valixa axe murder house and i am actually was disgusted by saying that like I, you know, yeah, when I look at weird. that, I'm like, there's like children. Like, look, I realize it's a house and whatnot, but there's children that were murdered in this house. Like, you know, it, yeah. it's it's more than just, and, and it just it it really, really, really bothered me. But yeah, it would bother me. Do it. Like, it's there's a, it's it's a thing. You know, everybody's well, got their thing. People are into the paranormal film crew. I mean, that's yeah, but I think that would bother me. No, I don't think there was much of a film crew. I think it was two people and a guy with a video camera. I think it bothers me the most because, like, it like that's a Penhurst place. is a children's place. Like, people put their children there, whether they were mentally or physically children, they were children. Yeah, even the adults, yes. Yeah, so they don't need to see that. They had a lot of the bad things happen to them. Yes, rape happened. Yes, children were born. But, like, mentally, physically... Emotionally, most of the people at Penhurst were children. So why would you go and do that and well, and show yourself to like them that. that way? They are not. No, they're, I don't. They're not looking at it that way. They they don't they don't have like that kind of respect. No, they for want the, bragging the rights, and that's it. They don't think about that. They don't see spirits as human beings that have passed away. They're there to get their their thrills and their kicks out of ghosts. They want to see somebody get possessed. They want to see a ball get tossed across the room. They want to hear banging on the walls and they want to, you know, that's what they're there for. And then they want to sneak away and go upset. They're not the real true investigators who are really just sitting around hours and hours and hours of waiting for that little that little thing that just happens that you don't even notice but when you're you know, sitting there for seven hours reviewing the evidence and you come across it and like that made your whole night that that two second little thing that shoots across the screen that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. Like th- they're not in there for that. Mm-mm. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's a different level of investigator. And that's <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff that I believe that we're in there for. Yeah. Those people that come in be like, well, I want this to happen now. 
you cannot expect yeah. a human, much less just spirit, to follow your every whim. You've got to sit there. You could be sitting there for a week and nothing happens. And then you go through your evidence and you see that on Wednesday at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. there was one thing and that's all you have. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I yeah, like about being see. a paranormal investigator is that one little thing, just like Scott said, that one little bit of evidence right there, that one little voice that comes through. That's what I like about yeah. being a paranormal investigator. That one oh, animal yeah. you feel climb up under your bed at night, that little thing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, I mean, why I, I like being a paranormal investigator because of the little stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, the cool big stuff, stuff happens. happens. The big stuff happens. If doors do get slammed, people do get possessed. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. <clears throat> oh, but yeah. You know, that's in the moment it happened, but I'm talking about when you're really putting in time. You know, like you, you so don't know it's there. Faked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's. They're expecting to capture something. It's just going to land them fame and fortune. And it does. Uh, and they're like, well, guess I got to make it myself. Everybody expects to become the next ghost hunter on television. Yeah, and, and they will fake their yeah. evidence or use somebody else's evidence and then cry because they didn't make it big. Well, yeah. John's got years of experience dealing with all those kind of people. Oh yeah. yeah, I've seen them all. I've seen them. I've seen them do some crazy shit every year. So I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and you know what? Those paranormal celebrities—they run in their own little circle. And if you ain't in the circle, you ain't never gonna be in the circle. That's how it is. I mean, they're cool. You talk to them. You know, they come on your show, this and that. But you know what? Ultimately, if you're trying to cut in on their money, that's that's their livelihood. That's they're entertainers now. That's not. They're not. Investigators. Yeah. I have yeah. never yeah. ever yeah. looked at the paranormal ever as a way to make money. Where I, I'm going out, spending money to go investigate. Like, it, yeah. like I want to go and do it. I'm not there to get paid to do it. Like, I'm spending yeah. money out of my pocket. If you know, I spend three hundred dollars out of <laughs> pocket to spend the night at the Hinsdale House, and then the next night another three hundred dollars to spend the night alone at the um the Wildwood Sanitarium. I mean, there were great experiences, but nobody's paying me to go do this. I'm going out to do it. And I don't, I, I do a Facebook Live, but I don't, like, everybody's, like, filming and making the guys, like, we're putting out this episode and that episode. And I'm like, I don't know if you watch the live, then that was it. You know? I'm like, I'm not yeah. a part of any television crew or I'm not a film guy. I don't, I don't, I'm not a production company. I mean, yeah, everybody's well, doing, like, what it is. Yeah, like they go out to to investigate, and they're making a documentary of them investigating. Not like yeah. I, I don't know. I just go out and investigate. I don't have to make yeah. a documentary about me investigating. Like here, I'll take you on a live, and yeah. we'll go investigate. I want to. I want to investigate. I don't want the camera to be on me. I want the camera to be in front of me, filming something that I might see. You know what I mean? Right. Right. They're yeah. filming it on them. Like, and the then they can see I'm a ghost. They're like, I just see the ghost. Well, you're not going to catch the seeing the ghost because you're filming that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That, that whole, did you see that? No, because the camera was on you kind of deal. Yeah. I want people to see the real evidence. I don't want to see them, see a mildly face. I want them to see a ghost cross the hallway or yeah, uh, yeah. A, a light anomaly appear and illuminate the whole room or, you know what I mean? A door open or, you know what I mean? I want them to see what I'm seeing. 
But and, yeah, this, uh, this whole world know. of of fame and getting paid to do is just so alien to me. Like, I just, like, I just, I, I don't get it. And I know the ones who are out there who do have get paid and they are making money, they're really not even making that great of money. But, like, I'm not in anybody's mind. I just, I just, it just, that whole aspect of it was just, I just never understood that. I'm like, wow, people actually get paid. Like, I know, like, the television guys do, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they. If you're going to send out a whole film crew, you're going to rent all that equipment and send everybody off to a location to do an investigation. You're going to film it. If they don't really get anything good, no wonder they make stuff up. You just invested how much money, how much time into filming at this location and you get no paranormal activity. Somebody's using the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lord. But, you know, that makes sense why that becomes like an industry norm because they've got corporate breathing down their neck, like, hey, keep your expenses down and the ratings up. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's entertainment. You know what I mean? They're, they're entertainers now. It's no longer we're paranormal investigators. We are entertainers. You know what I mean? And I understand it. Um, I've seen it investigators is, it is go from investigators to entertainers. Yeah, that, that's what they all are, basically. But, I mean, they're traveling around the world. They're going to these para conferences, And, you know, I, I get a kick the out of some people. paranormal has become to more of who you know and who your friends are. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically. It's, basically. Yeah, I think there's yeah. really just two sides to this. There's yeah. those sort of investigators and the ones that are just in love with the unknown and really want the experience and the answers and... Yeah. Make progress in understanding what's going on out there. And they really have to be separated because the yeah. entertaining investigator that is getting paid for it or has somebody in charge of what they're doing and how they're doing it is it's just gonna be totally different than or someone who aspires yeah. to be like that. You know, yeah, I mean, on a TV yeah. show. It's gonna be totally different. You're you just have different goals. Oh yeah. yeah like they're making money, you're not. You know what I mean? You can You're still be I'm good investigators. Yeah. There's still money behind it that's going to influence what you can and can't do. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you can't tell me that none of them have faked something in their lives for a show for money. I don't want I can't believe that. See, people, here's the thing. Years ago, I used to defend ghost hunters and stuff like that. And I used to say, you know, like if if they get caught faking something. This is how I would defend, you know, the people who were like, "Oh, that stuff's all fake." That if they were caught faking stuff and, and and it was proven, you know, it just destroys the whole reputation of the whole, the whole field. destroys your credibility. Period. It, it oh, destroys yeah. your credibility, but it also puts a it puts a the whole entire field was like you know they just get all lumped together with they were the guys from television and the whole field is crap. Yeah. So yeah. I used to use those television shows to be like, well, like there there is no there is no video showing that what they're doing is fake. So I like yeah. it, just kind of the opposite side of the of like that kind of argument. I used to yeah, but they like, are just well like, protected, you know. like, like well protected. They have a whole legal team. Oh yeah, and they oh, edit yeah. and make things happen a certain way. If somebody comes out and says, "Hey, I know this was faked. I was there. I was solid." They'll tear them down. They'll ruin. Oh, they'll, they'll destroy you. They'll so, destroy you, and they have the power and the money to do it. People can you yell know? from the rooftop that they were there and they saw it happen, but no, people are going to stick with those celebrities that they identify with on top oh, of yeah. when it comes Definitely. to the end of the day. 
It's yeah, those like, people that aspire to become that celebrity is it they're not in the paranormal investigations for the spirits themselves. They're in it for that money, that fame, that stupidity. Yeah. Like I'm I got sure into paranormal to that and everything we're saying, but I haven't really seen hard hard proof of being able to be an entertainment investigator. That isn't under the influence of something else where you sacrifice your morals or your ideals at some point. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I've I got into paranormal investigating to help people and uh to cure my own curiosities about uh life after death too. So <clears throat> just uh helping people is uh is helping my own curio- curiosities as well as uh is there really something out here after you die? You know, does the subconscious mind live on after you, you die? And I, I really do believe it does. Um, but the thing is, is validating this life after death thing. Uh, there's just so many variables that we can't really factor in to everything. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a tough field to be in, you know, it's a pseudoscience. So, the real scientific world doesn't uh, doesn't want anything to do with it, you know. But I love something yeah. that you said, John. You said earlier today, too. You said it uh, last time, but uh, and I think how do you how do you capture that? And that's what it all yeah. comes down to. It's how do you capture? That? How do you, how do you contain how it? How do you contain? You can't. Can... Yeah. Well, according to some people, you can contain it with a divic box, right? But yeah, that's just the a legend, right? Yeah, boxes that confuse them and they can't look yeah. boxes. Right? Plexiglass will hold them in. But look, you got a mirror box. What is this, Superman? Plexiglass. Those, <laughs> those mirror boxes, the Divic boxes, these were things that were used in like, the late 1800s. You know, so, you know, I, I believe there's something. They're wise tales, too. Like, there's no, I don't know if there's any validity behind any of it that. You can actually prove that they really worked. You know what I mean? No, that's true too. That's very, yeah, that's true. Scientifically, too. no. But if you experience something yourself that convinces you, nobody can convince you to that. If you take somebody who had had a hard scientifically, life, scientifically, you can't prove it. Like, yeah. like the the story of the Divic that's what makes box, it fun. The one that Zach has was it was a, a woman from the Holocaust, <clears> and it had hair and stuff in it. From so I mean, if you take body parts, hair and stuff from a person who suffered that stores energy it doesn't necessarily have to mean Dybbuk means demon in Hebrew. That's what Dybbuk means. Dybbuk box. Yeah. Demon box. Yes. So, I mean, that doesn't have, again, people use the word demon. It's just, just energy. It, it's just a, an angry energy. It's a fearful energy. It's nothing more. I mean, don't, don't, don't let it, you know, be people that demon this demon that. I believe there's, yeah. you know, body parts, hair, pieces of hair, fabric of a person's clothes who was may have, you know, been shot or murdered while they were wearing those clothes. You, you know, that that holds energy. So I believe that a box like that can hold energy. And again, that dates back. So you said it's wives' house. It dates back to 1800s, probably even earlier than that. And at that so time, I do believe there's some validity to it. Negative. It was attributed to something related to the devil. Usually, you know, they didn't. Of course, that gray area that we have today. Yeah, but at the same time, you got to make sure you have something that's more original and not something that is manufactured over and over and over again. So if you're going to do that, you got to go and dig up your own grave and pull that stuff out yourself. 
otherwise you're not getting squat except for something fake and that's what everybody wants is that mm-hmm. fake real the devil I mean, they sell for everything, but sex, drugs, and <clears throat> rock and roll. That's all he's responsible. Yeah, I mean, they sell the yeah. damn Derek boxes on Amazon. <laughs> know, right? They sell them at the Coventry Mall in the place called the Morgue. They sell them there. <laughs> this one has a foul smell to it. I don't know what it is. And probably your, yeah. you know, your neighbor's cat. <laughs> Yeah, or someone farted in it or something and sealed it up with wax real quick. Hey, if they want that, I'll fart in a box for them. I mean, I'll be happy to do so. <laughs> a card, not the ghost box, but that. the fart box. They're making money. Be like, man, there's a horrible divot box. <laughs> man, it smells like like bad pasta or something. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I don't want to like stop. stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, I don't think a divot box is much different than than a coffin. You know, you open up a coffin, you're releasing some energy. You open up a divot box, you're releasing some Yeah, I mean, you're disturbing you're a grave. A yeah. I don't know. If you're going if, to so, if, if you're gonna claim uh, nice that these divot boxes are real, then I think you need to document it, you know, seriously. If you're going to, if there's something attached to a, a box that supposedly you can trap this energy in, then why not document it? It's same with exorcisms, well, you know, with, yeah. you know, if you're going to claim an exorcism, then where's all the video proof nowadays? I don't, you know, I don't see I any. I have a question for you guys. So, you all are investigators. You know, people can fake things so well these days that if you don't know the person that made the video or captured the audio personally and know their integrity, with the capabilities of computers, editing, CGI, do you ever really take video or audio evidence anymore as actual proof of anything? Because you you don't really know the person that captured it. Yeah. You weren't there when it happened. You don't know that it's authentic. Exactly. Necessarily. There's got to be, you know, if you're going to claim something, you know, you got to have some kind of validity to back it up. You know what I mean? It's, especially if you're investigating uh, residential homes and you have people, these people are are depending on you to give them some kind of an answer, you know, and there's a lot of people that they'll use the SLS or something like that and, and get false positives and, get, and then tell these people that there's like, 15 ghosts in their house you know what i mean like now you've done but you've done made, a hanger set it off because it thought it was a map yeah you've done made things you know <laughs> 10 times worse you know what i mean it, it, you've just created the psychosis that now there's something demonic in the house and uh you know there's there's demons in the house and yeah you, you can't do that you know what i mean this is you gotta have proof of anything before you claim anything now, you know if you're in an actively haunted location and uh, I, I was in a, I was, here's, I, I may have talked about this, but I was at the Conjuring House um, just over a year ago. And uh, I, I had an SLS camera, a cat ball, and we had a phasma box going all at the same time. So we asked if there's any spirits, uh, can you do something? And two spirits, a male spirit and a female spirit came through on the phasma box. And this is all on Facebook Live, so I can show you the cliff if you'd like to see it. Uh, they both say yes, yes. So I'm sitting like Indian style in the room. I'm sitting uh, on, I mean, on the floor. My back is to the front door, which leads to the staircase going up and the staircase going down. And I'm kind of facing what they call the seance room. And uh, 
So the, 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 the phantom box says, yes, yes, male, female voice. And then I feel something behind me. You see me in the video. I, I keep looking behind me. I, I just feel like this energy. It's just unbelievable. And as soon as I turn around, I put my hand in my head. But I can't see the SLS camera. Um, the SLS camera, as soon as I turn around, you see a stick figure jump. And it looks like it jumps right into me. I put it my head a split down. Second, like one or two frames. It was. It's yeah. It and as soon as it jumps into me, I put my head down in my in my hands because I just remember, I just got hit with a ton of bricks, and then I say, something's touching me on the top of my head, and two voices come through on the phasma box. One was the female voice, and it says, "And it isn't me," followed by the male voice that says, "On the shoulder." And then right after, two, three seconds after it says on the shoulder, the cat ball, which was on a, uh, on a box sitting next to me, uh, which was shoulder length uh, or shoulder height, uh, starts going off. And uh, it just went off for a minute and everything just kind of broke and it just, the whole room kind of lightened up. But here... You have my reaction. You see how I'm looking. I can I can sense something behind me. And as soon as I turn around, you see the stick figure from the SLS. It looks like it jumps right at me. You have the phasma box with a male and a female voice. When they say, you know, can you do something? They say, yes, yes. And then when I say something touching me, one says, and it isn't me. The other one says on the shoulder. And then right after it says on the shoulder, the cat ball goes off with the shoulder length. So you have my reaction, the cat ball the phasma box and the sls all showing in and on a live video too that was on a live video yeah i mean that's to me it doesn't really get much more validity than that i mean you have you know if it was just the sls camera it's like okay house is known to be very is well andrea perone had said in her book uh, house of darkness house of light this said that area was the most active place where they would run from the dining room into uh what we know as the seance room that little little hallway there that leads as the doorway that leads down to the basement and the um and the uh the stairway that leads to the second floor plus it also has the front door and the SLS camera, I always thought that the, when I looked at it, that the stick, stick figure jumps at me from the steps, but the SLS looks at it backwards, right? So it's actually coming from me from the door, uh, like from like either like the, the front door, I think it was jumping from me. But um, yeah, you see me mapped on the SLS, but you have, you have all these different things. And I, I, I just, I love the video because it just shows, um, it just, how everything kind of works together and the fact that it's in the conjuring house, one of the most haunted places. in America. So that was a really cool experience. I, and if you had, if you'd like to see the video, I can get you the video. It's really cool. It's only like maybe like 45 seconds, but um, it's a good piece of evidence. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the SLS from what I was reading, uh, it's not meant to really be moved around. It's me meant to be stationary. So this was stationary, around, yeah. That, but a lot of people, a lot of these investigators are moving around, like you said, ghost ghost uh, adventures, and uh, it's not supposed to be moved around. It's supposed to be stationary. Yeah, and, and that even says that in their in their uh, in their instructions with the SLS camera. Yeah, and you get a lot of false positives. 
if you're walking around with it and you see something happening, okay, you have to discount that. But if you set it down, yeah, if you're setting it down and calibrate, but like you know, you, you saw something in the area, so you stop and see if it happens again. That's different. Maybe not on the go all the time, but you can. Yeah, like I seen, uh, and... I seen a paranormal group on TV that uh, they mapped. 17 stick figures in a house and they told these people they had 17 ghosts in their house oh, <laughs> i'm like dude they, these people have 17 ghosts in their house and they're on the news you know saying this i'm like dude you just created a psychosis with these people that now they're probably thinking they got satan there's you know self in the house and i'm just like wow man you know, people are so irresponsible because if you go in and you go into a private case and you're trying to help a family, the last thing you want to do is freak them out more. You want to make them feel empowered. You want to make them feel safe because ultimately that's what's going to protect them against anything negative that would be in the house or at least yeah. have them fare better. If you go and freak them out, you're just feeding whatever's there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Negativity you got to have fear. Yeah, you got to be uh, responsible as an investigator, especially if you're dealing with people in the public and you're investigating private locations. You got to have some sort of responsibility of what you're doing. You know, you, you got to say something goes a long way. To yeah, somebody's going to react to it. You don't have yeah, to yeah. them out, but you can tell them the truth. So, Michael, called fact, you there, Michael? Yeah. Hey, I just want to say you can't be fagazi. You can't be it, fake man. with them. You got to tell no. them the truth. You exactly. know, I've called them before and I told you guys the experiences I've had. And it, it it's just sad that people would fake things. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've been through something, deal with it, talk about it. I mean, it's an experience. But man, this Fagazi, I mean, Fagazi is... You to me, people being fake about stuff and like you guys just I've been listening and you guys are talking about people that say they have 17, 18 ghosts in their house. Don't yeah, don't do that. Don't do that no. to people. Be real. You know, exactly. if something happens, it's real. I mean, it's crazy that people would fake stuff. <laughs> oh, they do it, man. They do it. They do it to get attention. You know, and it's just like, dude, this you're dealing with somebody's life. They have to live in this location day after day after day. And you told them there's a demon in the house. You have no, if somebody tells you you had a demon in your house, you have no validation to back that claim up. Now they're thinking they got a demon in the house. They got to get clergy in there. You've done created this yeah, whole psychosis of, of, you, well, of you nothing that's home and, yeah, not true. You get to go home and sleep, uh, sleep sound that night. Yeah, and yeah, they're over but, here freaked out, you know? Right, and you leave, you leave this family just horrified, yeah. Yeah, these yeah. people, these families have seen the TV shows. They're going to take you as a, they don't know any better that some people just suck at investigating and are not good people. Yeah, they, they're lousy. Yeah, but that hurts people, and you shouldn't yeah, oh, hurt people for, uh, I mean, if, if if something really happens, like I've, Come on your show, and I've talked about things that happened to me. And you guys listen to me, and you talk with me, and we talked about it. There's a difference, but I mean, to lie to somebody, I mean, that's a joke. I mean, you shouldn't yeah. do that. No, it's it's but it's not respectable at all. 
to get attention, to be dramatic, to have a good story to tell. People will convince themselves that they did the right thing, and, and really, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, if I come across and I'm calling them out on the show, damn sure I'm going to call them out on it, and I'm going to I'm going to tell people about them. That's for sure because you shouldn't be doing this. This stuff is serious, man. This is people's lives you're dealing with, you know. This is not a joke. You know, some people think that this is uh, you know, they watch too many, too many damn shows like Ghost Adventures or, you know, or, or the what's this uh what's this other one with the the psychic uh with the detective or uh, the hell is it? Uh, uh the hell is the name of that show? I can tell you the people's names, but I'm trying to remember. Amy Allen and the the detective, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember the name of the show. It's just like, you know. Dead Files. I got it. Dead, Dead Files, Files. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. They're like, we don't know anything about this case. You're full of shit. The producers told you all about the case yeah. before you even started. They Come on, man. This is TV. Yeah. They know all about the case before it even starts. They have to act. The people actually have to tell them what's going on in the location to even get on the show. So, come on. Yep. Very true. Cut out with the bullshit already. You know what I mean? Like this is TV. Just say it's TV. It's entertainment. You know? Yeah. It, it just it kills. And and there's people out here. There's paranormal groups that are following this shit. And it's you know it's really destroys the reputation of being a paranormal investigator to me. You know if if there's groups out there doing this because we're out here trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing with every client that I have, and every client that I have will always speak highly of me because. I will always be there for them. I don't care how long it takes. If they have paranormal activity happening the rest of their life, I'm going to be here for them the rest of their life until I die. So, you know, I don't know what other paranormal investigators do, but some of the shit that I've seen over the years is, is totally ridiculous, you know? And I'm the opposite of John, where I go out, I don't really do many domestics. I'd love to get involved with more domestics. Uh, because that's where the real, in my opinion, domestics are where the real activity is at, if it's real. and you yeah, know It's untouched. It but unlike John, where he's helping people out, I go out to, like, known places, and I want to investigate this location and that location and try to see, you know, or they get this kind of evidence, what can we document? And what can, you know, um, so I, I don't really deal with... Uh, with having to deal with the families or hurting, you know, like giving bad information to anybody. I just, you know, here's a couple of dollars. Can I go and investigate your place for the night and see what kind of evidence I can come up with? So, um, yeah, it's, but even, you know, whether it's the, the angle that I do it from or the angle where the John does it from where he's trying to help people, you know, where people are coming to them with real issues, the bottom line that we're both trying to do is we're trying to get evidence. We're just trying yeah. to get evidence of paranormal, the afterlife, energy, the truth. That's that the truth. What's really going on? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of paranormal parasites out here. Unfortunately, that's that's what I like to call them. <laughs> the, turds, paranormal paraturds. That's what I like call them because they're like totally freaking ridiculous with some of the stuff they do. You know, think they're going to be famous and this and that and. Uh, if they see you doing something good on on the internet, they want to try to stop that, or you know, it's just like, dude, get a life, yeah. get out of my face, go do your dumb yeah. shit that you want to do. I'm going to keep on rocking what I want to do, and you're not going to stop me. So, uh, you know, yeah, here's I'm the funny do my thing. 
you're just saying this. You know, we're you know not basically saying it to anybody, but there's a whole lot of people out there to say they're talking about me. <laughs> you damn right, I'm talking. If, you, if you're one of them people, there's I'm talking about you. There's a whole bunch of people you. out there saying, <laughs> they're, they're, saying they're talking about us. You're damn right. right. This we're guy's a, this guy's a dick. I'm not a dick. I'm keeping it real. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing it, stop doing that stupid ass stuff, man. You know you're hurting people. You know, you're stupid stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm like every story I ever tell is the truth. I I lived it. You know what I mean? I've I've made mistakes myself over the years. I'm not proud of it. You know what I mean? I've done it. You know. Yeah, so, just... I, but I learned from the mistakes that I made. You know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these people don't learn from their mistakes. They just keep doing the same dumb stuff. And it's you know, mistakes it's just... a lot of the times it's freaking intentional. And that's what pisses me off. They're doing yeah. this crap on purpose for a good story to tell to pump up their own egos to try and make other people notice and pay attention to them they're not in it to help people but they'll tell you no. they are and they're flat out lying yeah they are yeah, like yeah like i try to do i got a lot of new guys tied to one of my new members you know i i try to tell them you know if a meter goes off why you know try to figure out why the meter went off it's not all the time going to be paranormal you know what i mean like there's a lot of things that can make a K2 meter go off. A lot of things that make a milligauss meter go off, a tri-field meter. And this doesn't mean it's paranormal. You know what I mean? It, you see these people, they got their K2 set up on a camera, and it's going, I mean, it's just totally going nuts. And they're not even checking to see where the hell the activity's coming from. They're just, yeah, they're just looking at it. Like look, they got look, a ghost activity. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. That's, it's, it's paranormal. Look, look, you know what I mean? It, why is the meter going off? It's going off for some reason. Figure out why it's going off. And then if you can't figure it out, then maybe it's paranormal. You know what I mean? Use you common sense. And yell, Dude, and have everybody, you know, that just makes it paranormal then. Yeah, we are, I just want to let I just want to let everybody know we're at 11 o'clock, so we're at the two-hour mark. So we are going to get cut off within yes, a minute. So. In six minutes, yeah. we'll be cut off, but I'm going Probably to reboot. Okay. And then we're going to come and back. I'll take a few minutes oh, nice. before I come back to let the dogs out and stuff. So. But I would like to play those. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever heard the Landon House whistles that I've caught down there, yeah, but I'd like to I play a couple before awesome. it. Yeah, Landon House is freaking awesome. But I'm going to play a couple and uh, let you hear them and see if you guys can hear them. You should be able to hear them real well. So. Yes. Okay. If you're I'll out there, uh, but I'll be listening. pop your headphones on and uh, listen to these uh, good EVPs that I captured from Landon House. Uh, I whistled this tune that I heard that a whistle, a, a, a spirit actually whistled this tune itself. I didn't make this tune up. I heard it in, in that location. I went back to the location after I listened to the recordings and whistled it. And this thing whistles it back uh, on multiple occasions. Uh, it would only whistle this particular tune. At first, maybe I thought it was an echo, but uh, it wasn't an echo. And because uh, I whistled many different tunes and it never whistled it back. But I'm going to play the first clip for you guys. Very cool. Very cool. <gasps> oh, my God, dude! <laughs> that was me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys hear that? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was freaking awesome. That was... That was one of the best clips I, I captured out of there. But I got another one too. Um, that was from the scene. That was this is a different night. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that whistles it again in a different part of the house, you know. So that was awesome. It, that place, that place is so incredible. It, it liked that tune. Um, I'm gonna play one. Uh, I got two more. It's the same whistle, but it responds back. You hear one of my best friends like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that place was amazing, man. I, I, if I can get back in there. to get a whole tune like that. That's really, yeah, yeah. really cool. It is. Do you, know the age, do you know the age of the spirit who's supposedly doing that? No, I never got no? a name. I, I know it liked to whistle that tune. I, they whistled that tune one night when I was whistling Dixie. I just heard this tune. I'm like. Oh, you heard that, and then you. I heard that tune. Were... Yeah, oh, I heard shit. that tune, but it was real faint. I couldn't really make it out. But then when I went back home that night, and we were listening to the, uh, I was listening to the audio. I, I had a recorder at the other end of the mansion, and I captured it. I was like, "Holy shit!" I hear that tune clear as day, and it's that whistle. And I was like, "We well, are back. I'm going to whistle that tune, man. I'm going to, I'm going to see." Countdown. Yeah, it's weird. It's like an old. It's got to be some kind of old tune. You know, back, I don't, I don't know what the tune is though. It's only that little short version that it whistles, and I whistle it, and it it whistles it back, and it doesn't do it every time, but probably like, you know, you might whistle it and get it like two times in a row, and then not have it happen for like three hours. You know what I mean? And then you whistle it again, and then it happens. You know, and you're just like, wow, dude. But when you when it happens, does it's it always incredible. Come from the same? Does it always come from the same area of the house? No, did you, did you no. Say it dude, from a different area. It comes from different parts of the house. It'll come in the room next to you. Yeah, you know, it'll be. You know, you'll hear it in the room next to you, and then all of a sudden you hear it down on the second floor, and then you'll be. You know, I was on the first floor when you hear me go, "Oh my god," when that happened. What the hell was that? And um. Um, like you hear that weird noise or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was one of the, I whistled that tune and it was sounding like it was right on the stairs behind me. And I was like, Whoa, that's why I'm like, Oh my God. You know, cause it was like, right. I, I was going to use the bathroom and I did it and it just, <laughs> I had my recorder going and it went off. I was like, Oh my God, dude. But, uh, it was right there and I actually got touched right when that happened like right after that maybe two minutes later like it felt like a woman kind of touched me on the shoulder it was real soft and gentle like like a woman would come up behind you and touch you you know it was it was really weird i was like man this place is so cool man i love that place i wish i would have had the money to buy it i would have bought it in this minute i would have bought it It'd be mine <laughs> there's so much paranormal activity there by one of the most haunted places i ever investigated and i'm, I'm not exaggerating uh, with footsteps, voices, uh, shadow people. I mean, I put it up there with some of the greatest places in, in the country. And it's really an unknown 